Hey, hello and welcome back everyone. This is Ben Chiriboga, the Chief Growth Officer here at Nexel, coming to you with another This Legal Life podcast today. I am very excited to sit down with Rachel Shield Williams. Rachel, how are you? Welcome to the TLT podcast. I'm great today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. I'm excited to talk to you. This is part of our LMA 23 wrap up, and we're going to get Rachel's uh, deep dives or insights on what she thought was cool uh, about LMA 23 and a couple other things. But Rachel, maybe before we start, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about your role at Sidley, uh, how things are going? Yeah, just uh, the background per usual. Yeah, so I am a director of knowledge management here at Sidley Austin. I've been with the firm for almost 14, actually not almost, I've officially crossed over 14 years um, with the firm earlier this month. Um, And, you know, in my current role, my team and I oversee Foundation, which is an enterprise experience management um, product that keeps track of the work that we do, who does the work, and who do we know about that work. Um, And my team and I, we oversee all the data related to that, as well as um, some of our core taxonomies that are applied across the firm. So matter type and industry, um, you know, what do we call things? So we call them consistently is pretty much my love language. And, you know, there's a team of 11 of us um, overseeing everything from the data integrations, the APIs, the roadmap, user support, and the analytics related to all of our knowledge management products. Um, You know, and I started out as a DOE-eyed coordinator in 2009 in the BDN Marketing Group, and my role has evolved um, over the years. And, you know, LMA has a lot to do with that evolution, but I don't want to get too far ahead but it's kind of oh the the two are very intertwined nice so you know i'm gonna have a question down the road about how lma has helped your career so you prompted that but uh that sounds (laughs) fantastic uh taxonomies being a love language wow that's a good one it's uh true true knowledge management speak that's a fantastic that sounds like a really really good (laughs) podcast at some point in time for uh for all the km people out there i'd be happy to talk to you about sally news oh Yes. Your individual like firm taxonomies and how to balance, you know, the the structure to be flexible enough to answer the demands of the market versus um, stable enough to stand up to the scrutiny of lawyers who are trained yeah. to pick things apart. Yes, totally. Wow, I can see the uh, the heading already. Like love language for AI. How to how to speak in a way to make your AI love you. Yeah, it sounds exactly. fantastically. All right, so let's jump into the elevator. That sounds incredible. We'll have to have you back on at some point in time. All right, so let's get into question number one, which is what were your biggest takeaways from hashtag LMA23? Um, I have two overarching themes. One, it was amazing to see so many new faces. It was outstanding to introduce myself to people that I didn't know them, they didn't know me. Um, you know, as someone who's um, been in leadership roles within LMA for the last six years um, as a regional president, as a annual conference member, and now as a member of the international board. I know a lot of our members. It was so awesome to see so many new faces, so many first timers, um, and that made my heart happy um, just to see our industry continuing to grow and people finding value in our conference and people coming back and forth. And, you know, that makes me super delighted. And the second part was um, how well attended all the technology sessions were. Um, You know, for years, it's been kind of one of those 
unsexy parts of marketing and business development. And, uh, you know, at first when the pandemic hit, people were very focused on CRMs and webinars and all these other things. But in the back of my head, I'm like, oh my God, it means nothing if you're not organized and you can't search it and you can't apply it to other things. Like it's just stuff unless you structure it. And so it was so exciting to see, um, the marketing operations two-part session being standing room only. It was so cool to sit around in, you know, a data science program. And it and the data science program was truly data science. And to look around and see so many different faces. Like it wasn't the normal folks that I think of as MarTech or folks that this is on their mind. It, it was just great to see the diversity of faces in these sessions and how many people were attending them. Um, it made my little, you know, intersection heart go pitter patter to see so many people in the room and talking about this larger than just chachi TP and what's that mm -hmm. going to do? It's like, yeah, it's cool. And it's going to do some cool things, but you need to have organization and structure in order for it to be the coolest that it can be. Um, and then of course my favorite rules and governance, but, um, you know, we have that in marketing all the time, um, you know, governance about how we can use things and what we can do. So it was just awesome to see that. Like yeah. it, it left me feeling very energized and I was like, I have a lot of people to recruit from when I start hiring again. <laughs> There we go. It's uh yeah, you really had two of my I put I did like a LinkedIn post and I was like my three takeaways were community, uh data and um you know technology and basically the the intersection of those three kind of coming together. Yeah, it was so cool to see so many of our business partners like you all like it, the majority of the business partners had technology involved in some way, shape, or form in their roles um, and in their product offering. And it's not just like, oh, you buy it and plug it in. These are SaaS products. These are cloud-based products. They're purchased with the intention of integration, not just with things within marketing, but within your firm-wide, you know, internet site, enterprise search, document yep. management. Um, so it was, as you can tell, very excited to see this pivot on the marketing side of the house. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, let's go to my my favorite question, and I'll tell you after you answer why it's my favorite question, which was, what does the legal LMA community mean to you? Um, as cheesy as it sounds, it means the world to me. Um, this was the first place that I was able to join and realize that like my struggles weren't my own. Um, challenges that I had with lawyers wasn't a me issue. It was an actually like systemic industry. Um, and it's so great that this is a community that's so willing to share. Um, I think it's something really unique to the legal community that we're really willing to share our pros, our cons, our struggles, because ultimately what's different for us is our lawyers and how our individual firms function. It's not the technology or the challenges there. Um, so the community is amazing. And I've made some of my best friends through volunteering. Um, I have a group of friends. You may have seen us walking around with um, someone's face on a stick at yep. LMA because we missed her and we were so <laughs> sad she couldn't come. But it's because the five of us all volunteered on the board together in 2015 and became really good friends. And that's continued on, um, you know, the LMA community has just given me so much in terms of relationships and network and perspective and just good vibes. Yeah. Um, so totally. it, it just means the world to me. Yeah, absolutely. So it's my favorite question, as I say, because everybody basically says the same thing, but 
in like a hundred different ways. And it always comes back to the same thing, which is the openness, the transparency of the community, and really how the community has kind of been there um, at every uh, stage of their struggle, which is just basically another way of saying every stage of their growth uh, ever since uh, they started all the way up uh, to, you know, their, their next promotion as it, as it were. So it's an incredible thing. And like everybody gets all gushy and uh, it's great to hear sort of everybody's, everybody's story. All right. So let's get to the last question. And you prompted it before we got into this, which was how has the LMA impacted your career in legal marketing and just legal in general? Yeah. Well, I mean, this kind of ties into the previous question as well. Um, I don't think without LMA, my career would be what it is today. Um, as I said, I started out as a doe-eyed marketing coordinator in 2009. Um, and we were a department that did everything. Everyone did everything. You did whatever came across your desk. And then our first CMO came on board, Barry Solomon, who many of you may know from, um, he's now with Latera. He came on board and he was our first CMO and he created a business development. He created operations, um, market intelligence and technology and creative services as like career paths. So I was shuttled over onto the BD, but I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to get to do technology anymore. I really love it. I'm not going to get to do events anymore. I don't love them, but I still need to be able to have those skills if I went somewhere else. Um, so that's initially what got me involved in LMA. And because of the community and the relationships that I was building, I kept on coming back for more and more. So my technology skills still stayed really sharp. Um, so when an opportunity came about in late 2017, um, Barry Solomon and Kate Kane, our director of um, market and technology at the time, came to me with the opportunity to deploy foundation across the firm. Um, I was like, yes, I can take all my business development experience and my love of technology and pair them together. And without LMA giving me that opportunity, I wouldn't have been ready. Um, and LMA has also given me so many skills that I think are imperative to the success that my team has had. Um, you don't persuade 1,100 lawyers to use a system on a given, <laughs> any given year unless you can speak their language and understand their pain and understand what's driving them. And being in marketing and business development really taught me those things. Um, <clears throat> and it's also made me incredibly passionate about the intersection of marketing and technology and knowledge management. Um, so a lot of people see me at ILTA saying, you know, you need to be involved in LMA. You need to like pay attention. These are really important skills. You know, you need to learn how to sell and empathize and read a room and like just understand a lawyer's workflow <clears throat> and not just creating the work product, but like what it looks like to create business for them. And at the same time, with with marketing, with LMA, it's like, oh, we need to do more around data. We need to be more sophisticated consumers of it and understand the language and, you know, speak the idea of taxonomies and anthologies. So you have a seat at the table. So what's created works for you as well. Um, and it's really cool to see those two worlds um, really coming together in 2023, um, you know. There's a lot of great content on the ILTA program. People are like, oh, there isn't a MarTech program. It's like, no, there isn't. But there's so much stuff about Power BI and change management and data science. Like, this is actually one of the best programs I've seen in a long time. And, you know, if you work in technology and marketing, there's some great content um, coming in August that you should think about. Wow. Great plug for Ilta. You should reach out to Rachel, Rachel about that. But um, no, I couldn't agree more. You know, um, the, the, um, 
you, you know, sometimes people say uh, that the world of, of specialists is over and the world of generalists is, is starting again or T-shaped people who, you know, can kind of be across many Venn diagrams. You know, I think it's a both and, but your point is really well taken, which is these things, it's all just kind of one thing at the end of the day. And those people who uh, really have a, have a hold on it can really kind of grab the reins and, 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 and push the firm forward uh, because understanding many different things is kind of like the key to moving things forward. You have to understand it and sell it and up and implement it and iterate on it and uh, sell it and yeah. uh, and consult on it, you know, effectively exactly. and uh, simultaneously. And so many of those buzzwords you just mentioned are right. all over the body of knowledge for LMA. And totally. they're, you know, whether or not we want to call ourselves salespeople, we're all selling something to someone totally. at some point in time. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's wrap, wrap up. Rachel, what's the next six months? What's your what's your post LMA world kind of like looking like? What what are you excited about? What should we you want to plug anything? I know I'm assuming you're going to go to ILTA. Yeah, it sounds like you will. Uh, yeah, what's going on with you? Um, so over the next six months, I'm actually um, leading the working group that's looking at um, LMA's uh, data governance. So that is my project on the board. Um, so that'll be some of it um, paired with um, helping the ILTA KM and marketing tech survey that they do every year. So if you're reading this and you've got a great idea, um, please reach out to me. I'm looking for our authors. Um, you know, the deadline will be in late July. And then, um, yeah, I'm going to probably take a nap sometime in um, August um, or uh, realistically after um, there's so many great conferences taking place this fall between um, LMA, LVN um, and ARC that I'll probably just sleep the last week of November. Um, yeah. I will also hi have hibernate at the end of the year, I think is my plan. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I know you like national parks, so hopefully you get the chance to maybe hibernate somewhere in a national park or something, cuddle that up. That might be really cool. nice. I can yes. hug some trees while I nap. That would be yes. boring. Remember hugging trees in the pandemic? Remember that uh, trend? Uh, everybody was getting their uh, everybody was getting their endorphins from hugging trees. I still I'm still there. I'm still hugging trees yeah. and getting bit by fire ants. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Um, I told someone that like before 2020, I hadn't been that outdoorsy since 2000. Mm. Yeah, since 2000 when I went and rafted the Grand Canyon with my dad and my brother for 10 days. Um, it's funny you mentioned fire ants. My brother and I accidentally set our tent up over a nest of fire ants, so we didn't nice. have a tent for several nice, nights. Nice. Um, Great yeah, outdoors. Yeah. My outdoorsiness is totally back and then some. Great. Amazing. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for sitting down for your insights, for your reflections on LMA, another great podcast. Yeah, and we really look forward. Uh, thanks so much uh, to everybody, and thanks so much, Rachel. Thank you so much, Ben. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great day. Bye, everyone. Take care. Bye.